So, I, and I know you, again, from interviews, I know you love fiction, right? I think I, I've, I've... As well, as well. As well as, as, well as non-fiction, but a, a few things that really stuck out to me was when you talked about reading Alice in Wonderland as an adult, right? And I know you've told this story a few times, but I think it'll give context to what we're going to discuss next. Can you talk about the importance of a passage that you read in Alice in Wonderland? So, um, as you mentioned that I have, I've told this story on several occasions and on several fora, there was this mountain ring trip that I had done. So I, I also happened to be a trained mountaineer and I love spending time in the Himalayas trekking and climbing. And this was one of my trips in the Garbal Himalayas. And I was reading this book, Alice in Wonderland, as he said, after many, many years. And I was stuck at, by that particular passage when Alice is, is she's reached crossroads and she doesn't know which road to go on. And she sees a cat coming from the other direction. His name is Cheshire Cat. And Alice asked the Cheshire Cat, Cheshire Cat, where do I go from here? Which road do I take? The cat says that depends a good deal on where you wish to reach. Alice says, I don't much care where. The cat says, then it doesn't matter which road you take. And that was not the end of the passage. Thereafter, Alice realizes that maybe this was not the smartest answer to give. So as an afterthought, she adds, so long as I reach somewhere. And the cat says, you will reach somewhere if you walk long enough. Now, to me, there were two very, very clear messages that stuck me. One was obvious. I mean, it was smack in your face. And the other was a little subtle one, which came to me after a little bit of reflection. The obvious message was that if you really do not know where you wish to reach, then do anything. Then do anything in your life. It really doesn't, it really doesn't matter where life is taking you because you do not have a destination in your mind. But the second, and this was more important to me, was that if you work hard in your life, you will manage to become someone. You will manage to reach somewhere. But is that what you wanted to become? Is that where you wish to reach? And the day the answer to that question comes is a no, everything that you would have achieved in that point of life, time in your life will become meaningless. And that gave me some kind of a jolt. And I said, hey, I need to figure out where am I headed? I need to figure out what is the kind of a universe that I wish to be in. I need to figure out what is my destination because my destination will also tell me as to what is my destiny. And thereafter, I have to figure out how am I going to create that universe, the universe that I wish to step into. And thus started that process of introspection, reflection, which led to my quitting my corporate job and then getting into the academic field. You know, I find it amazing that these children's books, at least what are initially meant for children, actually have these huge philosophical, you know, meanings that you don't really take away until you're older. And the reason why, thank you for telling that story, and the reason why I ask it is exactly what you talk about. You know, there's a lot of us that, especially in our 20s, you know, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with our lives. It seems like a daunting thing and it almost seems like you have to do one thing and stick with it for the rest of your life, right? And you said that in your career, you made a drastic change, right? From being in a corporate to becoming a teacher. Now, can you walk us through the exact questions that you asked yourself to find out what you wanted to do and how did you figure out that teaching was the path to go on? Okay, so I think fundamentally I asked myself two questions. One is, what is it that I wanted to do with my life eventually? 
and that in turn would have answered my question as to what is my destination and second question i asked myself was what is the kind of a universe that i would want to be a part of because that would then tell me if i if i could picture that universe and so to me the answer that came was that i wanted to be in a universe where every human being reached his or her potential which means that they actually achieved self actualization and i realized that if at all i am imagining a universe which is my imagination it is only fair that i make an attempt to create it as well i mean i i cannot expect somebody else to come and create my universe so i have to create my universe and then i went about thinking as to how can i be how can i create a world where every human being has realized his or her true potential where every person has actually managed to get into the stage of self actualization so while i could have done it even with a corporate career by by probably writing about things by actually having conversations what i realized was that getting into academic field will take me there faster because i would be doing that even as a part of my job my my nine to five job or so to say my day job which means i would be reading i would be talking to people i would possibly be in a place where i could be influencing minds where i could be helping people being of assistance to them so that they can come up they can figure out who they truly are and you know that the question i think i want people to ask of themselves also is that when you talk about what is it that you want to become the first level of understanding that you need to have is who are you right now and when you ask yourself who are you who am i you also ask yourself if you find the answer to that question you also ask yourself why are you whoever it is that you are and that helps you in reconciling a lot of things i know this is not the question that you asked me i have already answered that part of the question but i thought it is extremely important because you said that in the in the 20s people are a little concerned about their identity and i see this problem across the world so people particularly in their 20s are trying to find their identity some are trying to find their identities in their religion some are trying to find their identity in their family surname some are trying to find an identity in something which they believe is unique or or very very independent very very new now i want these people to understand is don't try to draw your identity from something as superficial as a family name i'm not saying family name is not important but i'm saying that that is not something that you have made that is not something that you have created don't try to draw your identity from an organized collective be it religion be it community be it be it whatever i mean people try to look at some kind of collective but try to figure out your identity through your passion what is it that makes you happy and for that you need to ask those two questions as i said who are you really because when you start answering that question that question will lead to further questions which will help you in understanding yourself better and once you also understand that there were things which happened to you in your childhood which have shaped you to be the present person whoever it is that you are it helps you to reconcile some of those things which may have happened to you and then it gives you the way forward for the simple reason that you will never move forward until and unless you have shed of the baggage that you are carrying from the past shed that baggage look ahead and then start walking so i i love that and i'm i'm i'll tell you i've sat in front of a journal before and i've written who am i at the top and you don't know where to go from there like you said it leads you down a series of questions but how do you even start at that question right how did you approach that question how did you realize 
hey, I want to help people. This is where I get my energy from. And I can see it on, I, I, that's one of the things I really appreciate about you most. You always have positivity. You're always highly energetic. So how did you come to that realization in terms of when you wrote that down on a paper, where did your mind go? So, so for me, uh, Arban, it was more of a, a serendipitous moment. It was a moment of epiphany. To me, it just happened. And th- therefore, there was not a process that I followed. I think the things that helped me were that I used to do a lot of reflection. I used to do a lot of introspection. I used to, as I said, I, I, I climb and I, and I do my treks. And when you're in the Himalayas, in any case, you are at one with yourself and you are at peace with yourself. So I think the situation was right. And then something beautiful happened. How to do it in an organized way is something that I can answer though I have not experienced it. Because as I said, for me, it was just a serendipitous moment. And I hope everyone in their lives uh, gets that moment of epiphany. I don't know how and when, but I hope they do. But if you want to approach it in a more methodical way, I would quote from my favorite book, and that is the Gita, that there are three ways of figuring out what your Sadharma is to figure out who you really are. The Jnana Yoga, the Karma Yoga and the Bhakti Yoga. The Jnana Yoga is always about reading. So read a lot. And when you read, there would be some sentence somewhere that'll probably get stuck in your head. And that will probably help you or, or rather initiate a chain of thoughts or a chain of uh, reflections, etc., etc., which may lead you to the answer. The other is the Karma Yoga, which means do things. Do things that make you happy. Or try out new things. Experiment with your life. Experiment with, with, you know, talk to people who are different to you. Try out different cuisines, not the one that you have every day. Try to go to places which you otherwise wouldn't have. Once you start doing that, you would suddenly have that moment which which kind of tells you that, aha, when I was doing this, I was in that state of bliss. And the third, of course, is the Bhakti Yoga, that find yourself a Guru. And by Guru, I do not mean one of the Godmen or one, some such thing. But anybody who you think you can bounce your ideas off, anybody who you think you can have these conversations with. And while having those conversations, perhaps that Guru has a mentor or as a teacher, a teacher come friend or a guide can actually help you in figuring out who you truly are. And that that makes a lot of sense. And it, once you have some sort of answer in your head, right? You, you say you want to be a teacher, you say you want to be a podcaster, whatever it is you want to do, you have to make that jump, right? That's a huge jump that's hugely challenging. And I think that's what constricts a lot of us from making that leap because it's like, oh, I'm leaving behind a good job. I'm leaving behind money. I'm leaving behind comfort. What do you do in that situation? How do you slowly transition? Or do you think that you need to just jump into your new new career path and go all in? (laughs) I I don't know whether I should be prescriptive here uh, and say that this is what you should do. I'll tell you what I did. I I jumped, I, I took that leap of faith. So, you know, when I figured this out, I came down from my Himalayas. I went back to Jamshedpur, which is where I was working with Tata Steel. And I tried to figure out, okay, if I have to get into the academic field, what do I need to do? And I realized that I wanted to study this subject called conflict management. I wanted to study negotiation. I wanted to do something in management. And then I figured out, okay, you have these institutions, the IAMs. And here is this uh, test, the, the CAT, the common admission test of the IAMs. And one has to crack that test. So the moment I figured that out, unfortunately, I was in time 
for filling the forms in that particular year. So I just filled up the forms. I wrote CAT and I resigned. I did not wait for my results. My parents were furious. The people around me were furious that, are you mad? You should at least wait for the results. But I was, I had this strength of conviction that I knew what I wanted to do. And I said, it doesn't matter. Even if I don't crack CAT, I would have my back against the wall. And then I'm sure I'm going to work that much more harder to get onto the path that I've chosen for myself. I mean, it's another story. Fortunately, I got through CAT. I mean, I cracked CAT and I got through IMM at the back. And then I went on to, to, to resume my studies, so on and so forth. But I was very, very sure that I have to take that leap of faith. And to me, the more you procrastinate, the more you overanalyze, the more you overthink, the chances are that you will find an excuse. Of, of either being too young or being too old or having responsibilities or family who possibly does not even expect them from you. But I'm sure you will create them in their head saying, oh my God, I have this responsibility. And therefore you will find it as a convenient excuse to park your dreams with. And therefore, if you were to ask me what I would do again, I would again take that leap of faith. The only thing I think that is required over there is courage and perseverance. You need to have the courage to back your conviction and dreams with. Unfortunately, for me, I'd, I'd had experiences, Himalayas. Trekking in the Himalayas made me courageous. And then I had two incidents. Once when I had a gun pointed at my head and I managed to get through that particular scene, not something that I, uh, that I would like to talk about. But then, and then once when I was chased by a herd of wild elephants. So having lived through these two experiences and being in the Himalayas, I think has made me courageous. I, I, I cannot think of a worse situation that I can possibly be in any which way. And that gives me a lot of strength. And third thing, as I said, is perseverance. One of the things I've realized is, you know, a lot of people are afraid of failing. What if I try something which is very, very new? What if I try to do this, which nobody else has done? What if I fail? What if I take this route, which nobody has taken before me? The whole point is, remember, Arman, this is something that trekking in the Himalayas has taught me. If I, if I attempt 10 peaks, I'm likely to fail in one or two of them. If I make 10 decisions, one or two of them are likely to go awry, or maybe they would not be perfect decisions. Simply because you have failed at a task once, or haven't, haven't been able to achieve something that you set out to, does not make you a failure. You become a failure the day you stop trying. Thank you for checking out this short clip from my full one hour long conversation with Dr. Himachu Rai. If you liked this, I guarantee you're gonna love the full conversation. The link to that is the first link in the description box below. Check it out, trust me. Till the next one guys, see you.